join it from my MacBook. And it just kept saying, oops, oh no, can't join. Like, um, absolutely not. That's not appropriate. Mm-mm. That's not appropriate. Not, I don't like I'm that. Just, I'm just, I'm just trying to be great and use what I paid for and what God gave me. And it amen. Just, it won't let me be great. <laughs> I just had to put an amen on that because sometimes that <laughs> be irking me when you be like, I paid for this, and that won't even work. It don't even be trying to work, and I don't like that. Well, you welcome to the farmers market. You are at another episode where we are, you know. Just trying. <laughs> You're in another episode where we are complaining. Welcome. Uh, you, you already know. <laughs> Y'all know. It's a Capricorn and a Capricorn moon. Okay. So what do you know? Uh, what we do. I um, out, I will... Well, I'm pretty sure I knew before, but I just, I re-looked it up and I'm pretty sure my moon is in Libra. Oh, then you know what? So... That's why I like you even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Libras. Um, my best friend of 6,000 years who's been on the podcast is a Libra. Um, my mom is uh, joining us for a very brief moment. Um, hey, mom. I am said, hey. Um, I'm recording in the car um, because I had to go on a shopping excursion with my mother. Um, nice so that's what, I, that's what I did this week. Um, I guess we'll just jump into that. Um, so this week I have been getting prepared for some things that are going to be happening and taking my mom around shopping, getting cam ready. Let me go ahead and just cut this off because I got them in the car and the sound come on. But getting cam finished for Christmas, getting cam- Excuse me. I'm sorry, y'all. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, getting cam ready I for can't. Christmas. Getting my house ready for Christmas. Um, and she was just standing there listening very awkwardly. And I was like, I know she's going to do this because she still has stuff in the car. But um, anyway, that's what I did this week. Just finishing with Christmas stuff, getting ready for all the stuff that I'm about to do. And working. Like, a, I don't want to say a slave because that's racist. But um Working very well, hard. <laughs> it's working very hard. <laughs> it's giving hard work. That's what it's giving. It's not like a slave. No. But it's giving working very hard. So what did you do this week? Uh, such a good question. Um, <laughs> nothing. Uh, no, I... What did I do this week? So, oh, it's Wednesday. Everything's up on off. Um, so I am finishing up my last few weeks of work. Um, I am disappointed by the amount of things that just keep being uh, put on me to do Ew. because I'm leaving. Yeah. And it just, it solidifies my idea that, or my notion of doing everything and being able to do everything and then having to be the person that they go to, to do everything, to do everything, but then also teach everything. And like, I got two emails this morning. It's only been an hour. That was like, Oh, can you teach this person how to do this? And oh, can you teach? Can you set up times with these two people to go do this? And I'm just like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, ans- I'm answering for you. I cannot. 
I'm just like, I, there are people, there are multiple people that know how to do all of this. And I, and I know that I'm great. So that's why it keeps falling on me. But like, it is, it is quite the annoyance to have to be the, this person. So I've just been dealing with that annoyance. I've also just been dealing with the culmination of annoyance that comes when you are ready to leave somewhere. Like when you're ready to yeah, you know, I, I know exactly move. what you mean, friend. Right, I'm gonna just make a mental note to put on a list of podcasts that we got to do next year. Yeah. Um, we absolutely have to talk about transitions and yes. work and transitioning out of a job because, baby, yeah, it's a job. It's just, it's, I don't know. Um, and also like decision making, we need to put that on the on the on that too. I think we talked uh, about it before, but yeah. like, yeah, it's maybe this list. I didn't. Well, we didn't really knock out. I feel like what we do better when we plan. So shout out to everybody now listening to our planning session. <laughs> um, I feel like we do way better um, when we kind of plan ahead. So I'm making a mental note of all these topics because we could just go ahead and knock those out. Yeah. We also have top. a physical note of all these topics somewhere in one of our phones. Yes. Um, but anyway, that is what I've been dealing with is just the the annoyance that comes with the combination of things happening when you are ready to go. And I just, it it was already giving, which was the, made the decision for me to go. And now it's just, you know, exacerbated by the fact that I made a good decision and I just want to be done. Yeah. And I just, I'm going to support you in it wholeheartedly because... As a former worker in, in community mental health um, or any community health uh, organization, it can be very uh, trying right. um, and it can be very draining. And especially when they know you are removing yourself. Yeah. So it's, just a, it. it's, it's like it's like when you go to do something and you finally decide to do it as the time is getting closer, the magnifier gets bigger on the and bigger that, yes yeah like on everything and like the reasons why you were done in the first place magnify themselves and you're just like okay like i should have just been done two weeks ago and okay my best life all right you better tell them because we won't get to <laughs> talking about transitions and jobs because we talked about what we do for work but we ain't talk about where we work at um yeah. but <laughs> you know what i mean like when you get to that, that's a whole nother conversation about what's the appropriate like notice. Should I give a notice? You know, because the girls now don't even give a notice. Um, they just don't come back. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, the way yeah. that my life is set up, I just like to pay my bills. Okay. So like on. if I give notice, it is genuinely for nothing else other than to make sure that I get my bills paid. That is it. Yeah, because you know God is in the in the blessing business, and is He is so good. He is a good God. You know, sometimes I just gotta do that. But I personally am so proud of you, and I'm so excited for this like next journey um, that you're about to go on. I don't know if we're telling the people where you're going, what you're doing. I don't feel like we mm-hmm. should, but <laughs> I'll, tell them on the, I'll tell them on the live. When we yeah. Because the live is the live. So it's like, ain't nobody going to watch no three, four hour live to go get the tea. But um, I'm really proud of you. And I'm so excited um, for what you about to do, friend. Thanks, friend. So that's been my week. (laughs) Um, All right, y'all. We just told y'all our business. Told y'all all all our business. Right. 
We just out here exposing ourselves. I know. Mm, mm, mm. I'm surprised my mom didn't say nothing so y'all can hear because y'all know I got a cameo every episode. Um, got a cameo. Now we got a mommy. I know. Cam is Cam is at school, so he couldn't be a part of this episode. But um, he still got school. Oh, that's right. Next week. Yeah. So his last week is his last day is Friday, and um, I need to figure out how he's gonna get there. But we're gonna make it happen. Um, so this episode is a very special episode of the farmer's market. It is something very different, something very new, something very fresh we have never done before. Shout out to us for expanding the brand. We're just so great. We're just so great. We're expanding the brand, okay? We're coming for your voiceover, okay? That's what we're doing. We're coming for your voiceover acting um, positions, and we will slack. Okay, so we decided to... (laughs) Um, share some very interesting um, and very personal stories from Chicken Noodle Soup of the Soul. Um, yes. So if you're not familiar with the Chicken Noodle Soup of the Soul, it was a book, uh, I want to say, I don't say book, but it was a myriad, which is a group of books mm-hmm. um, who have been contributed to by various celebrities um, professionals and people who wanted to share heartwarming um, and inspirational stories and Jack Hander I believe is the maker of this book or of this series and I only know that because of in my early spiritual um, journey one of the first things I gravitated to was the secret and Jack Kinder, I believe it is. That's right. Was uh, in the secret telling us all his business and how wow. um, the chicken noodle soup series came to be and how he yeah. the secret to, you know, get it off the ground. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear these stories. Um, because They're I thought so they good. were, I thought they were so good. I know. I, I just, I love it here. I thought they were so good, but, um, me and Stefan decided to again be a little bit more crafty because we have been having to edit these damn episodes. Me, me to me, <laughs> having to edit the damn episodes. Well, uh, I decided to, um, uh, we decided to not, I, but we decided to go ahead and record them, pre record them. Um, so they will be added in the post production of this particular episode. However, we still wanted to get together and record live. Because I had somebody propose a question to me um, about African-Americans. And as you know, me and Stefan are both African-American. If you did not know that, now you know. Black and uh, Okay, get into it. Young, mm-hmm. black, and gifted, if you will. Okay. Um, so we um, were asked a question about African-Americans and gift-giving. And I thought this would be a good little uh, smidge to kind of put on before I add both of those stories towards the end. Um, You know what? African-Americans and gift giving, it it was such an interesting topic. And I was like, I got to tell Stephanie about this. We got to talk about because this young lady had asked, why is it that, you know, black people or African-Americans struggle with receiving gifts? Um specifically that was the question about African Americans mm-hmm. and gift giving and mm-hmm. I was like you know what I never really thought about that before but I as an African American absolutely do 
struggle with <laughs> receiving gifts. I feel very awkward about it. And it made me think about myself and my experiences with receiving gifts from people and almost always feeling like I need to give them something back. Right. Um. So what do you think about that, Stefan? I'm just like, that's kind of deep a little blown? bit. It's blown because as an African-American, <laughs> I too have a problem with accepting gifts. Um, okay, so I have a different perspective. Um, okay, get into it. I have no problems accepting accepting gifts. So, but I also have no problem like giving gifts, and I just my ability. I think it just depends on where your sense of giving comes from, right? And like a lot of that comes from like what whatever your love language is, right? Because gifts are supposed to be something that comes from that that space um so for me when you like when we started having this discussion about this conversation I started thinking about like how do we well something popped up like on I think YouTube or Netflix or something like that I was reading something I don't know and they were pretty much just like well where does your sense of giving come from or like how do you show love Mm. and one of the things that and the lovely Shanika, because I talked to her. Listen, the cluster of people that I talk to, the people like about the same things too, and then get confused on who I'm telling things to, it's crazy. But <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> we were talking about the fact that, like, I love to cook. And you do, and you can cook. Okay, I just want to throw that out there. Sorry, guys. So, so shout out. If you ain't seen it, go check my TikTok because there's macaroni cheese on there, and it's fire. Anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I saw that. I'm sorry. I just I get excited for my friends. Okay, I'm sorry. It was so good. <laughs> but I realized, and I'm just now realizing. I will tell you where my mind just went. Um, but I realized, like, I show a lot of love through cooking, and so like a lot of it is having people over into my space or going to people's space and like creating things. So like giving them art, giving them food, like doing these things where they're not necessarily presents like wrapped in a bow in a box in a bag and like here. Right. It's more so just sharing a piece of me and giving that as a gift. I think that it's really hard for us to give gifts because we are so used to, unfortunately, um, the idea of payback or the idea of... Mm. That's deep. Okay. That's deep. Right. And the idea that like we don't we don't get anything for free. There's always a reason. There's always a there's always a, a backlash. There's always a there's always a reason. Like you need something from me, so you're giving me a gift. And we don't come across a lot of people, you know, the difference between acquaintances versus actual friends. And we mm. don't come across a lot of people that don't want something from us. So if they're giving us something, it's because we are like, we're expected to give something back or if we accept it and don't give, like give something back, it's going to be used against us. Like there are a number of reasons of like ways that we've been screwed over Right. That of this that have then like forced us to think about 
the idea of gift giving just as reciprocation, not as genuine, I'm sharing a piece of me with you. But I and, am so yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, just... no, go ahead. I was just like, I was about to agree with you. I was like, I totally agree with that. Like that's a it's a thing. And I think for me, I'm just such a well, I feel like I just grew up as a people pleaser, the middle child syndrome. Same um, here. <laughs> and so in wanting to like appease everyone and like make everything okay and make sure everything is fine, one of the ways you do that is you know, you give gifts and you make people happy and that's a way that that you make people happy and I was I just never expected anything in return so like Christmas lists when I made them for at at Christmas like I wasn't expecting anything I just knew that these are all the things that I wanted and then it got to a point where I'm just (laughs) I'm bad at getting gifts or asking for things because if I want anything i just go get it okay come on because that's what i was going to talk about give me a little minute baby i ain't waiting on nothing right so when i started like working when i was you know what 15 like it was always hard when christmas came around because my mom and my dad would be like well what do you want for christmas be like "I, i don't i don't know i have everything that i wanted to get and so now I'm just like, I don't know. And here we are ooh, 16 years later and it's still the same thing. And I'm just, well, this year my mom was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, listen, I don't really know, but I'm going to send you all the things that are on my wish, like that are on my list of things that I'm going to get. Myself. <laughs> right. If you want to purchase, purchase. But if you Thank want you. to get one, I can easily take that off. Like I will take it off my list so that it's not on my list for 2022. Like, so I don't, I I don't know for me if I'm really bad at getting gifts. I also will say that I, outside of like family, typically when I give gifts, I have to do something for it. So um, one of the biggest things that, and I'm going to stop talking because I'm just on a whole tangent. No! Um, uh, I look, but... I look, you got you gotta tell the people what the fuck is going on because baby I had to still collect my thoughts on it and I mean you got me to where I needed to go so I'm good with what you do okay <laughs> so I this was 2017 I guess um I got to go see the my one of my favorite people if not my favorite person in the entertainment industry of life of all lives. I went to go see Britney for my birthday <laughs> in Vegas. And it was it was it was a surprise. Like I didn't know it was happening. Um and you know eternally grateful for this surprise. But the moment that the surprise came and the gift came and like all these things, it came with a disclaimer of like, okay, we have the we have the Britney tickets and we have the flight to get there and we have the hotel for the first night. But we were staying there for like, I think two and a half, three days. So the moment that happened, I realized, I, well, damn, we don't have a flight back. We don't have a hotel for the other day. We don't have a rental car to get around. We don't have, like, there was just, 
Yeah. So <laughs> you could have just said you got the tickets, and then we could have. Yeah, that, look, all right, have, no shit. Listen, the the rest of the discussion for this will be offline. Do that because I, 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 I you, you got to tell me the whole thing because um, we're not doing that. So, <laughs> so and again, I am grateful. I would have never thought that I would have literally been able to see my favorite person on my favorite day of the year live like and in color two rows away from her so but in my mind that is the perfect idea of how I look at gift giving is like when I do it I know that I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the marks I'm gonna do what needs to be done because that is just how I that's how I operate not everyone else does so gifts typically come with like a I'm gonna give this to you but there are still like two, three, four, five, six other things you need to do to make this gift fully realized. And so for me, I just get turned off from getting them because I'm like, I don't want to get them with the anticipation that like, it's not going to be exactly what I want. Right. And so then it's again, plays into the reason why I just go get what I want. And because I know what it is, I know how it functions and I know what I needed to do. So if I know all that, I might as well just get it for myself. I 100% concur. And I, um, as far as my thought process on this, like, African-American gift giving, I just, I am the same as you. And I think it also has a lot to do with the similar reasons for me on my perspective. I'm a Taurus. So we also, that's my sun sign. We Mm -hmm. like to give gifts and we like to you know, like spoil our families and our lovers and we're very generous. So I personally like to be in the giving seat versus the receiving seat because I am very picky. Um, And then I also don't want to be disappointed. So it's like, because now I got to fake like I like it, but I don't. Right. And then I can't, I can't really fake it. You know what I mean? It's like your voice can fake. So yeah, so can. people know, like you don't really fuck with that. I don't, but you know, I respect it. Yes. I appreciate the effort, right? Yeah. But it, I don't want to ever want to put somebody in a position where they put that effort forth and was like, "Oh my god, I thought you would love this," and then I don't, and I'm like, "Damn, right. um, like you really thought this out." I feel so fucking bad. So I like to personally be in the seat of giving, and I'm not even a really thoughtful giver. I'll just like if you say you like something, I will just buy it. That's my thing. I love it here. But <laughs> again, I'm the person who likes to be in the gift giving seat. Right. Um, I also believe a lot of this too, like you were saying, it's kind of like ancestral and it speaks to the economic development of African Americans mm-hmm. as far as in receiving things because we have not always been in the seat to give or give freely or give how we would like to. Right. We were there was also so much time that passed where we were unable. Like we literally, yeah. it was against the law for us to have our own anything, right. money, anything, personal items. So I think that is still kind of in our DNA. And right. when it comes to like gift giving, you have to again, like I said, the effort, feeling comfortable enough to do these things if you already are carrying so much ancestral right. stuff. By the time we get to us. We ain't got no money. You know, things get a little funny. But 
personally, I know for me, it's harder because I'm very picky. And if I want something, I'm going to wait. And I think that's definitely translated into um, my relationships with other people because people be like, why you ain't say nothing? Why you ain't let me help you? Because I don't want to wait. And I have the money right right now. That impatience is there. Ah, It's not good. I'm telling y'all, we telling our business on here today. We're going to tell our business. We're going to tell it all. I'm very impatient. So if I tell, for example, my ex-boyfriend, I was like, babe, I need a new TV. Right? Right. Okay, the TV is $150. In Corinne's account, there is $150. In Babe's account, there is $75. Right? Well, you know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So it's like, mm-hmm. do I allow him to get the other couple dollars and then buy the TV? Or does Corinne just buy the TV? Because then Corinne has the TV and Corinne doesn't have to wait. So, again, that's not a real scenario, but I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, ah. <laughs> There's a part of it that is real, but that $75 <laughs> was not real. Um, get out! So- <laughs> get out! Don't do my friend like that! Don't do him. Okay, we're not going to do him like that. We're here, no. But I will I say... I feel like we need a whole other episode on relationship gift giving, because that hits different. It do. We will do that. We will do. I'm gonna put it on the list. We will do it next year. Um, but again, like I said, I'm very impatient. So, or it might be the other way around where he got the hundred fifty dollars, but it's for something else. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, nah, fuck it. I'm gonna go get the money. You know what I mean? I'm gonna go get it. So I will say that that's my take on why African Americans specifically struggle, like economic stuff, financially. We may not have it. Ancestrally speaking, we weren't allowed to do these things anyway. So having to get over the shame and guilt of not being able to do, and then I think going back to what you said about services being gifts as well, and offering our services, and that might be more of our style versus a right. material. You know what I mean? Like I'm a cook for you. I'm a yeah. you know I'm gonna come help you clean up or something like that. That is probably more African American energy, um, yes. just because we were always in um, roles of service and support. So yeah. I think a lot of our gift giving language speaks to services. You know, I can do hair, so I'll braid hair for you. You know what I mean? Oh, well, Corinne, yeah. you can write. So can you write this up for me? Okay, yeah, sure. No right. problem. Um, so a lot of bartering, I feel, is what actually takes place in African-American gift giving. Um, and that, again, bartering proposes that it's an even exchange and not just re- just not receiving. So um, you, you picked up on exactly what where I was about to go. Come on, let's go, let's go. Because I think even, and again, we're only speaking from our experiences. I don't know what it's like in other cultures as far as gift giving is concerned. Yeah, because I don't know what them people be doing. Mm -mm. Right. But from a humanistic point of view, or from a, maybe it's a humanitarian point of view. Mm. From a baseline of humans, I'm thinking too much. Um, He said I'm thinking too much. we operate off of off of bartering like right when you break everything down to everything it's a barter we pay money to get get like to get goods that's a barter before money we gave things to get things back like we maybe as humans just only know how to exchange and i think that there is you know, there's a level, there's a point of of where you get, where you understand like, oh, this is a gift. I'm accepting this or I'm giving this. 
But like at the bottom of it all, it's there there these are transactions. Like I'm giving I give a gift, I receive the happiness. Okay, come on now. And so we just as us in this in whether we want to look at it as the African American experience, whether we want to take it back to the ancestral, like the African experience of just marketplaces where it's like it's it's a good for a good. It's okay. an eye for an eye. Like that is I'm not it, right. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's that is the baseline of what it is. So I think, you know, it has transformed into this idea of what gifts are or what gifts can be but at a baseline from when we look at it it's a transaction and it's not malicious it's not revenge laden like it's not anything but even when we were kids and valentine's day came around and everybody needed a, a valentine like think about think about how bad we felt when we got a box of like 20 valentines but there's 32 kids in the classroom right and then you have to figure out who you like strategically, who you give what to, to maintain that friendship. It's a gift, but it's a transaction. And because we have been trained that when we get things, the potential for being screwed over is so high Woo. that we can no yeah. longer look at gifts as a gift that we have to look at it as a transaction. And if you give me something, I automatically need to give back to even that exchange out. And again, the bartering system in the African-American community, because you know we want to keep it centered on the, the girls that we're talking right. about. I, yes. again, we can't speak for the entire diaspora or the continent because we have not been there. But I will say, I believe that we are, you know, we know how to give gifts. And even from the beginning of time, we know what gifts are. But again, everything being so transactional um, in the Western view. Um, and us really actually just telling y'all what the tea is. Like, people just, they be wanting to accept shit. But at the same time, if you think about people's personal history, like, when I get a gift, what happens? Has gifts, has it been a part of love bombing in an abusive situation? So to go back to relationship giving, gift giving, right? So it may be my partner uses gift giving as a way to manipulate me emotionally right. or as a part of love bombing. So now I don't really know how to receive a gift because it's like, oh, are you going to flip the fuck out later after you give me these sneakers? Or right. is this because you did some fuck shit? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? You try to cover it up. You got to be on the crowd. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And even for parents, um, that can also be used as gifts can be used as manipulation. Yeah. Um, so if you didn't have a good experience uh, as a child with gifts, and if maybe if you have divorce, like dealing with children of divorce, they struggle right. with gift giving and gift receiving because it's like, well, there is a it's a one up thing. Like, well, my mom got me a Nintendo, but my dad got me the PlayStation Five. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, right, gift giving. My no matter what your race is or your ethnicity or whatever situation is, it really comes with a history and it's personal. But I know for me personally, I just get it myself. And you can give me money. Money is always accepted. It's always it's always nice. Yeah. Always. Um, that is my preferred gift. But I know you were about to say something, so let's go to that for you. Lose that thought. Um. Yeah. No. That's. I think. 
that when we look at, and again, whole different conversations, but like gift giving in relationships, I think this is a, an important conversation to have when you are starting to like date someone or get to know someone like. Yeah, what's that love language? Because I'm a person, so out, out of out of all of this, I know that I just said that I don't like gift, uh, getting gifts because it's often incorrect. I I like to know that somebody is paying attention, right? And that somebody is picking up on the small things. So if you are like trying to give me something, and I'm strictly just thinking about like relationship wise. Um, if you're trying to give me something, it's, I don't necessarily, you come to me and you're like, well, what should I get you? I won't know. I can tell you right <laughs> off the bat. I won't know. I don't know what your pockets look like. I don't know what your mentality come on. looks like. Come I don't on. Know it's the pockets your for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's what your thought process is. So I'm not going to give you something because I don't know where we're at. Like, I don't mean, I don't know where you're at. So my thought is, if you get to know me well enough, you'll know the things that I like. You'll know the things that I appreciate. And, you know, if you give me a gift card to Williams-Sonoma, I'm going to go find something. Okay. Because I can use it and I can create something with it and then I can give it back. You give me a gift card to Michael's, I got you. I will go get paint. I will go get canvases. I will do something. You are aiding me in getting something that I already want. Right. So I will appreciate it. But it's the little, it's those things, it's those, it's those small moments that you share with a person where you realize, like, I mean, where you think about, like, oh, what did they, what did they say? Or, like, you could literally come to me all Christmas with a venti passion tea lemonade with oh. raspberry syrup and kiwi fruit floating in it. And that will be a great Christmas present because I know that you realize you pay decisions to my Starbucks dream, right? <laughs> so it's like those are the things that I look forward to when it is gift giving. About like you, you were able to naturally pick up on things, and I know that that is not how everyone operates. So again, it's hard for me to just be like, "This is what I want," because I just I don't know. I go out of my way to get the things that I want because I know what I need and what I want for me. Outside of that, we might have to collab and figure out what, how to make it work. But there, it's rare that I'm going to just be like, you know what? I've actually been holding this out to tell you that I and want this I for Christmas. And I need six blankets. You know what I mean? <laughs> I need three weighted blankets, one for my bed, one for my living room, yeah. one for the laundry room when I get cold and I'm trying to do laundry. No. Like, I just, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't. No, but I think also, too, in get relationship gift giving, because that is, a, a, I mean, that's an episode itself. But for me personally, like you said, just, I recognize certain shit or because I run businesses um, and I'm very into my spirituality. So my ex would do stuff like that. Like, if I said I wanted to take a class or if I'd be like, I need this, he would give me the money for it. And that's, you know, why we were together for so long. But um, just having interest or supporting my interest is how I would like to experience gift giving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be Make it practical. Yeah. Like I said, so I said money is always nicer. Letting me swipe your card instead of having to swipe mine. Is, yes. 
it's it's a love language i Listen. i love it here you know apple pay come on baby just fly me a couple dollars like right we're in a store and, and you swipe your card instead of mine my day is me Listen, you don't even know what I'm going to do for the car because that's the stuff okay. that dreams are made of. You know what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> that's what they're made of. You know, I ain't got to swipe my car. <laughs> okay. Right. But, you know what uh, I mean? Stuff like that for me is super practical. are very practical. So don't, you don't have to go get me a bunch of flowers. You don't, don't got to go get me a bunch of flowers. You don't have to go, God, you know, no. like, Get a room full of balloons or no shit like that. Please nope. don't do that. Because then I'm going to be like, you know, you know, you knew. Why are you wasting all this helium? Why are you okay. wasting all these damn flowers? Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Tell, don't me, do that. tell me that you got us a spot in D.C. and you have the whole weekend planned. And that I don't have to do a thing. But show up. You, you want to talk about a gift? <laughs> that is the gift. You planned a whole weekend, and I don't have to. I don't have to do anything. And I got to do nothing. Wallet, I don't have to drive. I don't have to do any. Like you did this Ooh. weekend, made my year probably be- the best year I've had. Like, but happen. the girls don't be knowing. The girls don't be caring. Nope. Um. And but and that's all right because somebody gonna care. Somebody gonna know at some point because they're gonna listen to this episode. Hey, husband. Um. Okay. Shout out to. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, the next person I'm in a relationship with, we get married. Hey, husband. Uh, yeah, that's how I feel at this point. Um, but nobody's single. Everybody's in a situation where they dating somebody. I don't want to talk about my life right now. <laughs> I don't want to talk not, about my that's life. That's not where it's supposed to transition. That's not where we were supposed to go. But anyway, neither here nor there. Anyway, so I feel like African-American gift giving um, it has a lot of different layers to it, and I hope that you guys got what you needed from this episode. Because baby, we went a couple places that didn't have anything with that, but that's all right. Um, know, it all, it all, it all made sense. It did in my mind. In my it mind, it did sense. too. It, I mean, I feel like it went right, but you know, sometimes we be like, "Girl, where is this going? Where are we going?" Uh, no, but we I don't got think anyone ever thinks that when it comes down to our podcast. We they can, they absolutely the fuck can't because it's the farmers market, Haney. You going to get what right. you need in here, okay? And not what you want. You going to get what you need, okay? <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. Okay. All right, uh, y'all. So, um, at this point, again, this is for post, but I'm still going to leave it in here. You will yeah. now hear our chicken doodle soup for the soul stories that we chose. Yeah. Um, in those recordings, I know I included why I chose it. And I also signed out the episode. So right now we want to sign it out live. But oh, I um, did not put in there why I chose the stories that I chose. Oh no, that's all right. Um, if you did more than one story too, like I only did one story, so it's fine. Don't don't feel oh, pressured. Leave it alone. I Leave did it alone. Two, <laughs> I did two stories, but only because they were both fairly short. Okay. Um, so they both equal about out to your story though. But uh, well, t- well, no, tell us. Um, well, tell us now before we sign off live. You know what I mean? Um, so the first story I told, it's, it is not necessarily, like, it's around Christmas, but it's just like a hint of Christmas. And I think it kind of pairs to people paying attention to, like, my idea of just you paying attention to the small things and, like, right. picking up on how to be relational with me. 
um, that first story kind of kind of leads to or lends to that idea of like somebody noticing something or somebody picking up on something that you know can completely change your perspective on everything that's going on. Um, and then the second one, actually, it's it's kind of the same thing, but it's mostly it's more so lends to um, making the most out of everything or not realizing. Um, well, realizing as an adult that like your what you had while you were growing up wasn't so bad, right? And I think for our experiences, like for me at least, growing up, I did I never realized that I had like lower class moments, um, mm. middle class moments. I just knew what my life was, and I and I very much enjoyed most aspects of my life at that point so then to grow up and realize like oh wait a minute oh that was um, not right that was the ghetto we <laughs> we didn't have we didn't have much but like i never i never wanted for anything i never wasn't able to get my needs met as as a kid and i never had a christmas that i ever looked at and was like well damn like oh it's the well damn for me I, but, but i'm just saying like that was never a thought I enjoyed every, I enjoy every Christmas up to this year. Like, there's never been, there was one Christmas, but there had nothing to do with my family. Again, story for another time. Um, but I was, outside of that, there's never been a Christmas or a birthday um, or any gift-giving holiday that I've ever felt like I, I wasn't fulfilled. And so that was kind of why I chose that second story. Um, and not just to piggyback on what I said in mind, I chose it just because it doesn't matter what you have. Christmas is about presence over present. And I just wanted that for Cam to know. I mean, Cam's full, but you know what I mean? It was out for him too. Like presence is over present. Like me being, you know, another year with my son. I love it here. Um, another year with my mom. I love it here. My brother, my nieces, my nephews. Everybody that I love, you know what I mean? That's what's important to me, not the presents. But, okay, we got to get off here because this, we got damn near 45 minutes plus the stories. This is going to be a very long episode. So. Uh, no, it'll be right around the hour. We you fine. think so? Yeah, yours is eight, mine is about seven. If we have 45, that's an hour. We chill. Okay, cool. Anyway, uh, I was like, this is going to be a long ass episode because. Nah, it's not that bad. No, we're usually an hour, and I know y'all love the episodes. Shout out to y'all! Y'all really been fucking with us. Okay, um, we almost had a hundred listens. So hey, let's get that money. Y'all been fucking with us for real, for real, for real. Um, and I love that. And um, I noticed that you guys also like when we do the little previews. Um, I've been actually spring recording and previewing some of the episode, and people really seem to be taking to that. So we will continue to do that in the new year. Um, Stephen will also be re-recording the drop, which I yes. hope that Stephen can log back in there and do that at some point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, will, I will figure it out. Um, well, we supposed to do it together, so well. Anyway, now this is over an hour. We'll okay, yeah, we're, we're, we're absolutely doing too much time. now. All right, we will see you guys um, on the thirty first live. Don't be afraid to jump on our live stream. We will be live on Instagram. Yeah, um, me and Stefan. Please, because we want to see the tea. 
and we will read them live um, for you all. Um, And we're going to do a vision board reveal. Um, So I need to, I don't know what time. That's for off the, off the, off the scenes. Okay, Stefan, we'll have to chat. Um, (laughs) And I will, we'll see you guys on the other side. Bye. Bye. supposed to be quite so excited. I was too old for that. At age 11, the oldest and my mom's grown-up girl, I had to keep my cool. I was in middle school after all, but every chance I got when I was alone, I checked each present under the tree. I read every tag and felt every package, guessing at the contents within. I had examined each gift so often I could tell which present went to which person without even looking at the tags. It had been a tough year for my family. Whenever my mom looked over at the tree and scattered presents, she would sigh and warn us, this won't be as much as Christmas this year. Try not to be disappointed. Christmas had traditionally been a time for my parents to spoil us. In years past, the presents would pile up and spill out from under the tree, taking over the living room. I'd heard the phrase, Giving is better than receiving, but thought that whoever said that must have been out of their mind. Getting presents was the whole point. It was the reason I couldn't get to sleep on Christmas Eve. On Christmas morning, we eagerly waited in the hallway until Dad told us everything was ready. We rushed into the living room and let the wrapping paper fly. We made weak attempts to wait and watch while other family members opened their presents. But as time passed, we lost our self-control. Here's another one for you, said Mom, as she handed me a package. I looked at it confused. Having spent so much time examining the presents before Christmas, I recognized this one. But it had not been mine. It was my mom's. A new label had been put on it, with my name written in my mom's handwriting. Mom, I can't. I was supposed to be by my mother's eager, joyful look. A look I could not really understand. Let's see what it is, honey. Hurry up and open it. It was a blow dryer. But this may seem but a simple gift. To me, it was so much more. Being an 11-year-old girl, I was stunned. In my world, where receiving outweighed giving by light years, my mom's act of selflessness was incomprehensible. It was a huge act. Tears filled my eyes and I thought in disbelief about how much my mom must love me to give up her Christmas so I could have a few more presents. I've always remembered that Christmas fondly. It was such an impact on me. As an adult with children in my life whom I adore, I can now understand my mom's actions. I see how she's not giving up on Christmas as I had thought, but was finding an even greater joy in her Christmas because truly giving is better than receiving. My mom's simple act meant the world to me. Jennifer Yardley Bernie.
Chaos Corinne from Farmer's Market with Corinne and Steph. And we decided to do um, a super special episode for you guys and share some stories from Chicken Noodle Soup for the Soul. Um, So from a holiday edition or a Christmas type of story because Christmas is coming up. Um, And the story that I picked was my Christmas lesson. Um, And it starts with a quote. It says, Christmas is not as much about opening our presents as opening our hearts. And I really liked that. So the story is as followed. Okay, so it was the last day um, before Christmas vacation and the last day of my student teaching assignment. I'd spent three months with a wonderful mentor and a great group of fifth graders. Walking through the door, I knew this was both an end and a beginning. No longer a student teacher, I would become a teacher in my own right. But this would be my last day with these children I already considered mine. It went by so quickly I wasn't ready to leave them behind. I would have less than an hour before my class rushed off for lunch. The afternoon was set aside for the Christmas party. I wanted my final lesson to resonate within the children, to linger in their minds and inspire them. I struggled for days preparing it, honing each word with surgical precision until it was perfect. Teachers are supposed to teach or supposed to touch young lives and change them for the better. At least that was my philosophy. I wanted to make a difference not only in the children today, but one that would continue on and revive my hometown. Once a thriving community, it suffered economic collapse when the mills closed more than 20 years ago. No longer called the Steel Valley, the area was now known as the Rust Belt. Many families moved away, as had mine. But I came back to complete my student teaching assignment, hoping to show the new generation the value of education. More than half, of, more than half the children came from families where college was the exception. For generations, the graduating class went straight from commencement into the mill. The median income plummeted when it shut down and poverty had become a way of life. I knew I could make a difference. My lesson, the last before Christmas vacation, would be impossible to forget. I was almost to my classroom when another teacher asked me to stay with her class for a few minutes. I smiled and nodded, struggling to hide my rising irritation. After all, there was so little time in the first place. She must know how important this day was. My lesson was planned out, timed with absolute precision. How could I sacrifice even a minute when each word was crucial? I grumbled a silent prayer, asking God to help me squeeze it all in. A few minutes stretched into 15 before she came back, apologized and rushed me across the hall. I opened the door and 29 children shouted, surprise! There were, de- there were new decorations added to the holiday ones from the day before. Over the chalkboard was a banner with congratulations printed across it. Every child has signed and decorated it. 
I was swept up in a tangle of arms and led to a table heaped with gifts. Before long, I could barely see over the holiday towels, mugs, candles, perfume, candy, and jewelry. Awed by the outpouring of love, I took time opening each gift and thanked each giver. By the time I opened the last gift on the table, it was almost lunchtime. The, the room was a little quieter now, and I realized that I, re- I that I realized that I received a gift from all but one of the children. It was much more than I could have ever expected. I looked around the room. Most of the children were grouped in twos and threes, talking and working on holiday puzzles as they waited for the bell. Joey sat alone, but that wasn't unusual. He was only in the class for morning attendance and lunch, spending the rest of the day in a special education class. I barely knew him, but his ill-fitting clothes and bony frame marked him as one of the poorest of the poor. He hunched over a piece of paper, his tiny nub of pencil flinching across it. His hand darted into his pocket and he pulled out a crumpled dollar. He smoothed the bill, laid it on the paper, folded the paper into an envelope around it. He ran to the supply basket, dashed back, and sealed the paper with a gold star. The students stood at the door ready for lunch. Instead of the usual place at the front of the line, Joey hung back and skid, skidded over towards me when the bell rang. He ducked his head, scuffed his foot, and held out the envelope. Merry Christmas, you're the best teacher I've ever had. His cheeks flushed as above a smile wider than seemed possible. I seldom find myself with nothing to say, but I was speechless. I couldn't take his only dollar. I paused a moment too long and his smile began to fade. Three words jumped into my mind, the widow's might. God blessed her small offering, knowing it was all she had. How could I hurt Joey's feelings by refusing his gift? Thank you, Joey. I'm really going to miss you. I opened the envelope inside sketched in pencil was a Christmas tree with a star on top. This is beautiful. I didn't know you were such an artist. I tucked the dollar in my pocket and put the picture on top of the other cards. The room was empty. Joey would be at the end of the lunch line. Would you have lunch with me since this is my last day? We can bring our trays up here. You mean I can have a teacher's lunch? Wide-eyed, he grinned again. Of course, my treat. We can even have pizza if you want. I took him to the back of the kitchen where teachers get adult-sized meals. We went back to the classroom, and he showed me a notebook full of sketches. Most were trucks, cars, or planes, drawn with amazing detail. Soon the other students returned. The rest of the day was spent eating cookies and playing games. When the final bell rang, I hugged each child. And as for that final oh-so-important lesson I had planned, I never taught it. I learned one instead. And that was written by Anna Lothar. Um, I really enjoyed this story. And I picked it for a particular purpose. Um, because I think a lot of us get kind of wrapped up in the Christmas spirit and presents um, and spending time that we don't necessarily think about people who are in different uh, financial constraints. Um, and I think it's important that we highlight them and let them know that we see them. And no matter how small the gift is or how 
you know different it is than what you wanted um all people should be recognized for their effort um and i hope you guys enjoyed this story and um you got it resonates with you guys and you guys have a beautiful christmas and we will see you guys next week